0: Hi everyone, I'm Jason Scorse, and welcome to another episode of Dispatch from the Zombie Apocalypse. I hope everybody is doing great. This episode is somewhat of a follow-up to the last episode, which was about the Democratic Party finally stepping up and acting like the majority party. And Biden in particular has been on fire leading this charge. If you haven't already, I urge you to watch his speech in Philadelphia from a few weeks ago on democracy. It's about 25 minutes long, and it's incredible. I put it in the notes for the show, so there's a direct link to the YouTube video there. He calls out Trump and MAGA Republicans as direct threats to democracy and the rule of law. He says they are trying to tear the country down, all of which are facts and clear and obvious to anyone, even half paying attention, who is sane. One of the best parts of the speech is when some MAGA hecklers with bullhorns, try to interrupt him, he makes a comment about how in a democracy, people are free to be as ridiculous as they want, and then jokes about how not everyone has good manners. Perfect stuff, you know, off the cuff, obviously not scripted, and it was just a perfect response. And as a number of commentators have pointed out, right there is the difference between democratic values and MAGA values in a nutshell. Because Biden talks about the rights of people to be as stupid as they want, right? While Trump, whenever anyone, someone would interrupt his speech or try to heckle him, he would tell his audience to beat up the protesters and then offer to pay their legal fees. So one side, the Democrats, believe in free speech, while the MAGA fascists want to use violence to suppress it. Right there, that's all you need to know between MAGA fascists and democracy. Right there, in a nutshell, perfectly summarized and perfectly illustrated by President Biden. Following on the footsteps of this speech, Biden is making more and more appearances and following up with you know, more speeches in this vein. And he recently talked about the Republicans who voted against the bipartisan infrastructure bill, but who are touting its benefits. You know, and again, this is the the pure hypocrisy of Republicans. You know, vote against bills and then say how great they are when they bring money to your communities. He says how every single Republican voted against bringing down prescription drug costs and addressing the climate emergency, which of course is true, since every single Republican voted against the Inflation Reduction Act, which has those two components in it. And his message was and is... Let's return the Republicans that favor and vote them out of office. Love it. More of this, please. More of this, please. A point I want to make is that there has been some pearl clutching among the commentary, you know, traditional mainstream media, centrist, whatever you want to call it, about Biden calling MAGA Republicans fascist. Is he going too far? Is that too extreme? And let me just be clear here. In every era in American history, go back and look, there are always those who think calling people fascist or racist is worse than actual fascism or racism. This is a pet peeve of mine, that we have these cowardly fools who can't, you know, who lose the forest for the trees. It's not the problem that the president's calling MAGA Republicans fascist. The problem is they are fascist, right? And again... The people who are clutching their pearls off of this language are cowards and fools. The cartoon that I have for this episode that's, you know, on the the DZA website um, encapsulates it perfectly. You know, on one side, Lincoln is saying, you know, Confederates are a threat to democracy. And on the other side, it's these Confederate soldiers saying, "Lincoln, Lincoln is being mean to us, right? Again... Fascism is really a lot worse than being called a fascist when you're actually a fucking fascist, right? So like I say, I'll stop calling racist, racist when they stop being racist. I'll stop calling fascist, fascist when they stop being fascist. And let me be clear for the umpteenth time, it doesn't make me happy that much of America are racist and fascist. I would love it If they all became enlightened and saw the light and repented and said, wow, I made a mistake. I'm all for democracy. I'm all for voting rights. I'm all for human rights. I don't like fascism. I'm out of the cult. That would be the best possible outcome. But again, very unlikely to happen. So until then, they can all go fuck themselves, along with all the cowards who refuse to call them out. If you're a fascist in America, go fuck yourself, right? This is a time for moral clarity. This is democracy versus fascism. Rule of law versus fascism. Majority rule versus fascism. Human rights versus fascism, etc., cetera, et cetera, And one final point before the break is that the right wing in America has always been semi-fascist. Right. A few months ago, I did a whole episode in which I pointed out that the right wing has always been undemocratic. With the father of modern conservatism, William Buckley, in his famous debate with James Baldwin in Oxford, he says directly that his goal is to decrease democracy for everyone in the U.S., not just black people. And if you don't believe me, go watch the video. He brags about wanting less democracy for everyone, whites and blacks and everyone. And this same William Buckley praised Francisco Franco, the fascist ruler of Spain. He praised Augusto Pinochet in Chile whose murder and oppression he actively tried to whitewash and hide. He hired people affiliated with Pinochet to write for the National Review. He worked tirelessly for years, again, to cover up Pinochet's crimes. He supported the apartheid regime in South Africa and opposed civil rights. And again, this is the father of modern conservatism, right? National Review, his publication, is still the main conservative outlet. And while there are... Every now and then, points of sanity in that publication, it's still an apologist magazine for right-wing extremism. It just is. And again, so this is not new. This is old. So the pearl Cutchers who object to Biden calling out the fascists in the Republican Party are ignorant of the most basic history that fascism and the right-wing had been locked step by step for decades upon decades upon decades. Buckley was always a sick fuck, and conservatism has always been on the wrong side of just about every major issue for the last 70 years. Women rights, civil rights, voting rights, climate emergency, environment, almost everything. The conservative movement has just been on the wrong fucking side, consistently. So none of this is new. So after the break, I'll come back with some more suggestions for things I'd like to see Democrats saying to hammer the MAGA fascists so that we can defeat this movement for good. Okay, so one of the things that I really want to hear more from Democrats, and not from the president, because he should be a little above the fray, and also, you know, he can't really directly speak to anything related to the Department of Justice investigations. That would be merging, you know, the executive branch's kind of political wing with the judicial wing, and we don't want to do that, right? But what I want other Democrats doing, whether it's senators, congressmen and women, state legislators, is to flat out call Trump a traitor and those who defend him traitors. Just come out and say it directly. Say this is a man who tried to overthrow the government violently. And then when he failed, he stole top secret documents. And when they tried to get them back, he lied about them and kept them. So he is a traitor, and those who support him are supporting a traitor, and therefore are traitors themselves. That Trump should be tried for treason, that his actions are beyond indefensible, right? Say it strong. Trump is a traitor. He needs to be tried for treason, and those who defend him are traitors. With respect to the stolen documents, just cut through all this bullshit about, well, he was storing them safely, or the nonsense that he declassified them with some fucking magic wand. Say it simply. Trump stole top-secret documents that threaten our national security, and that they were were taken to his private residence, in which they were accessible by all kinds of people, because there's tons of people that come in and out of his Mar-a-Lago estate and that they were not even stored securely, but it doesn't matter because they were stolen. And then when the government asked for them back, said, you do not have a right to these, these are not yours, he lied about it. So then they went and searched his home and found them. He got busted. He got caught red handed with stolen national security top secret documents. If anybody else stole national security top secret documents, uh, they would be tried immediately. And Trump must be indicted for the most serious of crimes. Being an ex-president doesn't give you any rights to steal top-secret information. He's a private citizen like the rest of us. He is not above the law. He also must be indicted for seditious conspiracy. Right? He is the biggest criminal in the country. And anyone defending him has no respect for the rule of law or our democratic state system. Make it blunt. Again, Biden can't go there because he can't weigh in on the DOJ's investigations. That's fine. But there's plenty of other Democrats, Democratic strategists, Democratic commentators, who should be making this case strongly and repeat it over and over. Trump is a traitor and needs to be tried for treason. Those who support him are traitors, too. And if anyone pushes back, which of course they will with bullshit about how extreme that rhetoric is, flip it on them and say, what's more extreme, me calling the president a traitor or him inciting a violent riot to try to overthrow a free and fair election and beating up Capitol Police and trashing the Capitol? Which of those is more extreme, that or me calling him a traitor? What's more extreme, me calling him a traitor or him stealing top secret, classified documents, and lying about it. Go on offense. Destroy this nonsensical, cowardly, foolish opposition and make it clear that Trump is the worst sort of criminal and that the evidence is overwhelming, that anyone who is defending him is a traitor also and indefensible. Say we're tired of the excuses after excuses. No more. It's time to choose a side. Fascism or democracy? This con man grifter cult leader or democracy? This evil narcissist sociopath or the rule of law? And tie this to anyone who continues to support him. Say if you support Trump and his treason and his lies, you are an enemy of democracy and you are an enemy of the most basic values that we should all adhere to. Say, All you need to do is just say Trump is a liar. Trump is a traitor. I don't support him, and you're not in that camp. But if you're going to stick with him after all this madness, then you're in that camp too. Make it clear. Go for the jugular. Again, politically, I'm not saying any violence. I'm just saying rhetorically link this man to treason, which is factually true, and link his supporters to treason. No more excuses for this grifter and con man who will burn this country to the ground for his own personal gain, right? Be as blunt as you can all the fucking time, day in and day out, and on offense, and anyone who says, oh, you're being too extreme, why are you like a broad brushstroke? say, I'm not being extreme, he's the extremist, and I'm just calling him out for what he is and what for his supporters do and say. Look at their actions, not my words, look at their actions. So with that, I'll come back with the antidote right after the break. Okay, so for the antidote, for many years I've been saying that the trying to reason with MAGA world is a fool's errand, and I've been proven right. The worse Trump gets, the more they get behind him, and the worse they get in return. So it's time to divide the right wing just as Joe Biden is doing, by making clear there is no room for MAGA Republicans in our democracy. And so use strong language in your own personal conversations. and communications. This is a battle for the soul of the nation, as Biden has said. America has a lot of rotten things in its past, but we don't have to be this way going forward. But it's a choice, and MAGA world has made their choice. It's up to the rest of us to defeat them and chart a new course. So if you have, you know, conservative Republican friends say, are you a MAGA Republican or are you on the side of democracy? Because if you're supporting MAGA Republicans, you're not on side of democracy. Make it clear to them that it's okay to be conservative, that conservative values are all right, but not MAGA values, not fascist values, that there is nothing conservative about MAGA world, right? Make that cleavage really clear and say, again, it's fine. You want to go back to old school conservatism? Again, I don't like a lot of it. But if you want, you know, but there's, it's, it's fine. That's legitimate part of American political, you know, culture. Center-right conservative parties are legitimate, even if I disagree with them. What is not legitimate is fascism. Period. End of story. So I hope you all take that to heart and we can defeat this movement and really build America that is truly great, not, uh, uh, you know, a throwback to the racist past. So anyway, with that, I hope you all are enjoying the podcast. If you are, please share it with family, friends, and colleagues. Uh, Rate it. Subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And with that, have a great rest of the week, everybody. Be safe. Take care.